3: We got some great stuff coming in our final hour between 5 and 6 and this thing obviously will continue on right through the ball game right to midnight maybe past midnight because we need to get that total up right now the Arbella Foundation tote board reads 2,464,998 but I'm telling you I know there's more money in the other room I've seen the checks with my own eyes
1: I like those checks, but I want more. I want more to come yeah, in. Well, Absolutely, I, I know
0: just the guy to shame all our listeners into emptying out, out their pockets. Who would that be? I know just the guy. Who would that you break that it be? down? Yes, to break it down, our good friend, first first appearance on the show for this year, Teddy Bruschi. Oh Yeah. Teddy B.
3: Shame no. him, Teddy. on Teddy. Let's go. Oh, how are you? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> Did you run the uh, Falmouth Road Race this weekend?
2: I did run the Falmouth Road Race this weekend. It's a great run out there in Falmouth. Good people down there.
3: You gotta be kidding me! And you just went through another health scare a few weeks ago, and you're back in business again.
2: Boy. Yeah, another stroke. You can you can say it. Had another stroke. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you you're you're
3: unbelievable. Yeah, you got to be
1: honest, man. I heard that news and and it was uh, just awful to hear, you know. And then yeah. people kept saying that you know, well he's 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 fine. He's doing okay. And I'm like, "Okay, in relation to what? Like what does that mean?" Uh then obviously you talked about it recently and and it turns out you're great, which is great news.
2: Yeah, it's um you know, I had my first stroke and we came up with a good plan on what we thought was the the right plan to go forward and that was You know, I had a hole in my heart, and we closed that hole. And going forward, you know, came back to play four years in the NFL, guys. And then I think it was 14 years later, you think you're out the woods and you think you're good, but, you know, adversity strikes again. And I had another stroke on uh, July 4th was the date. And it wasn't as big as my first stroke, but still it it was scary enough to where I mean, Heidi and I knew what was, knew what was happening. It was my first stroke was in the middle of the night, and you know, you think you can go back to sleep and everything's going to be okay. But uh, when you're out on the football field and it's uh and you've got slurred speech and your face is drooping and you can't mm-hmm. use your left arm, it's pretty scary, you know. It's and we know what was going on. We got to the hospital quickly. You know, I was lucky that my symptoms they cleared up. They cleared up. Um, you know, with before I even was in the hospital for about an hour, so everything everything worked out well. You know, that's why I preach those stroke warning signs, guys, to know what's happening, to have that knowledge. I didn't know what was happening the first time. I sure as heck didn't know what was happening the second time, and I just couldn't believe it. But you know, we all end up end up getting to know each other, know know each other, I mean yourselves personally. You know, medically for me, you know, physically, all of those things. And going forward, I think I have. A good understanding of who I am and the plan going forward to to give me the best chance to be healthy.
3: We're glad you could, um, you, Thanks, know, you know, and you know what we're doing. Yeah. You know what we're doing here. Uh, you yeah. know exactly what the Jimmy Fund is all about. And there are a lot of people that are calling that are contributing. We're hearing some unbelievable stories. Some with miracle endings. Some right now that are you know still subject to who knows what's going to happen. But it's incredible the outpouring.
2: And you need, you know, you, you can talk about miracles and talk about the, the second chances in life, but you need a lot of help. You know, those those, yeah. those sometimes those miracles don't happen on their own. You need help. You need the right treatment. You don't need the right people. You need the right assistance. You know, the Jimmy Fund, everything that they do, they provide that. They provide that second chance for people, that possible miracle. It wouldn't even have any chance if it weren't for the work that they're doing. And I'm so you know, proud to help you guys out today and help to, you know, to let people know that this is, this is special, what you guys are doing. And I really admire you, WWEI, for, for the work that they do with this and everybody that's calling in. It's just special what's, what everyone's doing, and it's a good time for everyone to get together and do this.
0: All right, so let's talk Pat's football because it seems like a a pretty, um, I would say, quiet offseason, other than, you know, Brady and his contract, which happened, you know, closer to toward the beginning of camp. And then all of a sudden, boom, you got Josh Gordon, gets reinstated. I was kind of surprised how quickly it happened. Um, I guess the the most important question is do you think he can make it through the season?
2: Uh, Well, based on what has happened before, you've got to say no. And I, I, I wish I wish him the best, and I want him to be successful, and also be a major contributor like he was at times for the New England Patriots. But still, it's you know he himself has a lot of things going on in his life. And am I am I happy that he gets another chance? I'm absolutely ecstatic for Josh Gordon that he gets another chance to to be there for a team an entire season, and hopefully he can enjoy it the entire 16 games and the playoffs. Hopefully, but you know. It's hard for him. It's hard for him. Does he have the physical talent? I believe he's, he's 28 years old, I believe. I mean, it's not like he's on the other side of 30 or anything like that. I mean, this kid is still young. He still has talent. He can help if, if he's there, if he's available, if he's consistent. That's something that you, you hope, you hope uh, that Josh can attain.
1: You know, Teddy um... – I know last year when they when they traded into New England, it was one of those, uh, when it came to Josh Gordon, well, okay, this is it. This is his last chance. He's at New England. You know, if he can't make it there, no one else is going to take a chance on him. Well, it turns out New England took another chance on him. So, a couple right. things stand out. Number one, he can still play football. And he can help you win games. Number two, though, he must have uh, had a good relationship, whether it was with Bill or the players, for them to even bring him back, given what had happened. Is that accurate?
2: Yeah, I, I know it's a good relationship with the players in there. They, they welcomed him when he came in. Um, he made good friendships while he was there. They supported him 100%. So, I mean, that's another thing also you can add on top of that, that them welcoming him, him, welcoming him back and, and wanting to give him another chance is, I think they know that they need all hands on deck. I mean, they, they don't. I don't think they know who they're going to be. I mean, are we going to be able to win the line of scrimmage like we did last year and, and bludgeon someone with our running game when our big left tackle's not there anymore, our tight end that could do all the things and block is not there anymore? Can we do that? Well, if we can't, what are we going to have to do? Okay, is Nikhil Harry going to have to come up big for us? Maybe we're going to need and actually want to have Josh Gordon. So, September, they got to figure things out and who they want to be. Fi- figure out who's going to be there in October and November. I mean, what kind of identity offensively they're going to have? Defensively, I love what I'm seeing on the mm. on the on the defensive side of the ball. Those, those linebackers, top to bottom, may be one of the best in the league. I mean, in terms of one, two, three, four depth going five. I mean, that's a great group right there. Um, but offensively, you can sort of tell by how they're calling plays who they're signing, the formations they're using, they're still f- f- testing the waters also.
3: So let's look at the linebacker, of course, something near and dear to you. But you look at Bentley, who was a terrific player in preseason last year. Now you've got him healthy. The Winovich kid looks like he could be have an impact. Jamie Collins looks like you know he could be a huge – you're right. You look back two years ago, we're sitting there going, oh, my God, linebackers are not real deep. And yet, right now, I'm looking at the depth chart, and I'm sitting here saying, "Does Alandon Roberts even make the team? Are they going to have cuts here?"
2: I mean, yeah, Jamie Collins. I mean, it's man, they ran him out of town the first time. I mean, and now they they welcome him back, and Jamie is is loved by everyone the way he's been in there now from, from what I'm hearing. So I'm, I'm happy for Jamie. that He, he's got, his in here. he got his money in here. Got his money. That's what it was. Yeah. You know, hey, hey, everyone's formula is different, you know, to figuring <laughs> things out, you know, everyone's formula is different. Some got to some got to learn by, by, by experience. You know, some just know where it was the best in what place, but for him to come back, I mean, he's happy here. You know, teammates have said he's, he's been nothing but a good teammate. So that, that's a great thing. Um, I love what I saw from Winovich the other night. I mean, just when I say instinctive on the edge, I mean, not, he's not running upfield blindly and the worst position in football, which is coach Belichick feels is behind the quarterback where you can't do anything. He's instinctively coming under blocks down the line. I mean, it's, it was, it, I, was, I was very encouraged for what I see. I mean, I'm taking it all with a grain of salt, fellas. These are preseason players. These are preseason calls. Not much scheme going on. So, But it's still good to see a young rookie like that perform on a stage where you're really supposed to right there because it's set up for your success. So he can provide some third-down pass rushing, maybe mm-hmm. some special teams play as he learns to be an every-down linebacker and set the edge.
1: You know, speaking of linebackers, uh, Teddy, you know, one guy, Drawed Mayo, we were talking about first year out, you know, being a coach in yes. this league. It looks like he's calling some plays. We talk about, you know, what a, you know, first year, that seems like it's, it's difficult to do. I know, I know you do a little coaching down there at Fiend. I know you're the guy down <laughs> yeah. there but calling in those plays, but you know, year one in the NFL, can you even imagine that being, I think it'll be tough, wouldn't it?
2: So about what I just talked about about a young linebacker in Winovich, you know, preseason what it's supposed to be and how almost scripted it is at times during practices and games, you know exactly what you're going to work on. Gerard can do all that. Gerard, I mean, great friend of mine, very intelligent. I always would talk to him and knew that, yep, yep, this is this is coach-like speak that we're having here, so I was I was happy that when Bill gave him a chance to get in there, but as Gerard goes along in the regular season. He's going to learn, too, because there are adjustments to be made from series to series. There are just new game plans to make from week to week. I'm excited for him because it's going to be difficult, but I know he's smart enough to handle all this stuff. You know, this, he, he, Can he be the defensive coordinator for this team? Can he, be, can he be on the fast track to be looked at in that light? I think so. I think that seeing the confidence Bill has in him to already be calling various defenses, Bill would only be doing that for one thing, for the plans that he has for him. So it's not going to be like, you know, let's have you do all this in the preseason. By the way, just break down film in the regular season. It's not going to happen like that. It's a progression, and Gerard's already on it.
0: So what what do you think – and I feel like, you know, really every – you look at the defense side of the ball, almost every area of that team seems to be pretty strong with good depth. Offensive side of the football, offensive line could be one of the best in the NFL. Running backs are on point. Quarterback, obviously. Receivers, a good mix of young and older talent. But that tight end position, Teddy, it is a ginormous, gaping hole. <laughs> Even with Ben Watson, he won't be the first four games of the season. Oh, what are we looking at? Like a glorified tackle play in that position? Are you actually going to get anything out of those other guys like the cost that they signed or Lance Kendricks?
2: Yeah, because it, it, it'll be different because when defenses see that specific tight end and that, that skill set that that particular tight end has, okay, this is the receiving tight end. This is the blocking tight end. Well, now I can bring in this, this group against that because I know they won't run these plays with that player because he cannot perform that job description. So it makes it a little bit more black and white for the opposing defensive coordinator. And that's what they don't like. They don't like bringing in a personnel group and then all of a sudden what our tendencies are, what they are in that set in this personnel grouping. They like having a set where you can do multiple things. They like having players that can do multiple things. They lost a big one in Rob Gronkowski. And that's why a lot of defensive coordinators had problems in terms of what group do I have? Do I have big nickel? Do I have little, little nickel? Maybe I just bring in my safety so he can, so we can just, I'd rather them run the ball than throw it to Gronkowski 20 yards down. So that's personnel grouping for us. What's our right offensive philosophy? Do we just lean on our defense in the, week, in the month of September because we know those opponents we play, I think we're going we're gonna to have success defensively so offensively. Let's just not mess it up. That's a lot of things that they're thinking about in those facilities and in, in that facility in those meeting rooms.
3: All right, one more. We'll get away from the Patriots. We'll go to the NFL. We'll go to the Oakland Raiders. I understand you football guys. Uh, have a certain comfort level. You know, every day you like to do certain things the same way. We're like- creatures of habit. Exactly. You like to wear the same helmet all the time because it feels good. Yeah. But when yeah. the league and the Players Association get together and they say, gentlemen, uh, your brains are getting squashed. We're trying to get the helmets safer now. Okay, that's what's important. And you give the guys a year to do it, and a guy is still bitching, still complaining about wearing the helmet what do you do, Teddy? I mean, I almost get the feeling that the helmet's not the issue. He's just okay. miserable. Antonio Brown's just miserable.
2: Well, who do I, what do I do? I know how, how I feel about it and how I feel is that the kid just needs to put on a helmet. There's over 30 different kinds. and Come on, man, just just get a helmet on. You'll be fine. But how does Mayock and Gruden handle it? Because believe me, they're just as upset as a lot of fans are in, in terms of listening to this and wondering why this is a problem, but they gotta they they gotta maintain a relationship with this player and still establish some level of trust like if i'm if i'm John Gruden and I mean you're watching all of the support system that Gruden is trying to almost pump him up and, and fluff him up with all of his comments that I got your back. I got your yeah. back, all right? Good cop, bad cop with Mayock. Yep. Now you give him the ultimatum, but I'm the head coach. I have to deal with him more, so I got to keep my relationship good. Unfortunately, you got you to gotta have white gloves with this if you are an organization <laughs> because how do you play the player where you, you discipline the guy and play a hard line, but still, this is a type of player that'll just take off. And him being the, right, the literally immense take talent. off, yeah, and take the, off. And yeah, leave the facility leave. and just leave. Just leave. Yeah, bye. And being the immense talent that he is, it's a mind game that you got. You got to be part psychologist with this mm-hmm. guy in terms of he's got to sort of maybe like one guy and like the teammate who's the bad guy. And what Mayock said the other day, you can see that game sort of sort of playing out in Oakland.
3: Yeah, it's going to be fascinating to watch. Uh, be he's great only th- been there four weeks. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, he not well, No, no, no. He hasn't been, yeah, be uh, be th- been there. But he hasn't been there the entire four weeks. A couple days. We'll call it 21 days. days.
2: It's training camp, it's, it this can't end well. No, no, saying, no, God, regular no. Regular season, it just no. can't end well. Guys.
3: No, it's going to be a, a mess. Yeah. Looking forward to talking to you during the football season, and thanks for calling in today. Thanks, Teddy. Really appreciate thanks, it. Thanks, so today. Really
2: appreciate it. You thanks, got it. Guys. Thanks, Bye.
3: Teddy Teddy Bruski, our buddy Teddy Bruski, and he'll be with us during the football season.
2: Tune In is the audio platform with something
0: for everyone.